All right, folks, welcome back into another edition of the High School Huddle, one-stop shop for everything and all things Section 5 Sports. I'm AJ Feldman. He's Carl Jones. We are back for our last kind of time focusing, thinking about high school sports till the PGA Championship is over, which is about to consume all of our lives. But we got one more huddle for you. It's going to be a good one, Carl. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't wait to deliver another excellent episode for the good people at home. But like you said, though, the next upcoming week is going to be golf, golf, and then some more golf. It's, it's going to be a, a hell of a week, but I'm, I can't wait for it. Yeah, the uh, the championship week, of course, kind of kicks into full gear on Monday with uh, the tournament starting up on Thursday, wrapping up on Sunday. If you haven't seen our thousands of promos that we've been airing for the last month and or so, we do a, a weekly show every night. At 7 o'clock, PGA Championship tonight. You can catch that on Channel 8. I think we'll post most of the clips to rochesterfirst.com. And then if you live anywhere in New York State or the surrounding states, I think there's some Pennsylvania markets, stuff like that, you can also get us there. So if for some reason you're listening to us from far away, congratulations. You can finally catch us on your TV, probably on your CBS station. If you know who your next star affiliate is, um hats off to you but uh yeah we're looking forward to it carl this will be your your first golf tournament both um covering it in general i've been to two previous as a fan but this will be my first time covering in the media what are you kind of most looking forward to here oh man it's a lot i mean first off the food i'm not gonna lie to you (laughs) i know i know country clubs i've always been told the food over there is exquisite so that's one thing i'm not gonna lie to you i'm thinking like what what they cooking up over there at oak hill excited for that but also just to see like the the amount of people that's going to be there. I, I've been hearing, you know, thousands upon thousands of people that are going to be there over the, the seven day span. And I don't know, I've been over at Oak Hill a lot over the past month or so, I mean, not months, the past several months, you know, just watching how they constructed everything and put things together. And I'm like, man, are they really going to fit thousands of people here? So I've once again, for the people at home, I've never been to a golf tournament, never seen one, never, nothing, nothing like that. Uh, so this is going to be like, throwing me into the deep end of what like what golf is supposed to look like. I've never even seen a high school tournament for that matter. So uh, it's, it's going to be a fun experience. Might be a little overwhelming, but I mean, who cares? Like dive into the deep end, sink or swim, my man. Yeah, I have been to two, as I mentioned. I went to the 2013 when it was back there. I was still in my, uh, my high school, my junior day. So I got the free junior ticket. So I got to go for free. Went uh, Thursday, Saturday, and Sunday. And then when I did a semester out in Los Angeles, I went to the Genesis Open one year. Dustin Johnson won that year. I will say, I think the one thing that you might not be expecting is that it's going to smell like cigars all week long. <laughs> you will not, uh, there's just going to be an aura in the air. It's going to be like kind of on your clothes all week. Like you forgot. I have like, you know, we got thousands and thousands of people here. A lot of people uh, enjoying their cigars at the golf course. That's one thing you can look forward to, but I'm looking forward to it a lot. Um, I'm, I'm hoping, you know, 2003 with Sean McKeel, a no name, a great story, great guy. I've met him uh, before. Jason Duffner in 2013. At the time, we thought he was maybe on this rise. He kind of fell off. I'm really hoping for a big name winner. I know we all are, you know, we, we get a big name winner in this thing. You know, hopefully the weather's good as well, but I think we're all looking forward to uh, that as well. So, Lots to look forward to on the PGA Championship side, but before we get to that next week when we will not have a show, it's time to get into the meat and potatoes of our huddle. Carl, why don't you lead us off with your team of the week? When you knock off the remaining undefeated team in Section 5, 
I got to give you some love. Shout out to the Canadagua girls, the cross team, taking down Rush Henrietta this past week, eight to four. It was four three at the half. So, you know, both teams bringing they, you know, they medal to the table competing. And then they pulled away in the second half, only allowing one rush in to go. And as we've both seen them over the past several years, that's an explosive squad with a bunch of talented ladies over there. So to hold them to just one goal over 25 minutes is very impressive. Uh, McKenna Krause got a hat trick. Shout out to her for doing so. And then, of course, if I'm talking about the Braves, Hannah Davis is going to be in the picture somehow, some way. Of course, she did her thing again with a goal and four assists. Um, she's, second, she, she's second in Section 5 in points this year. Once again, she's only a junior, so... If you haven't caught her yet, be sure that you go to a Canadago game. Maybe sectional time is the perfect, perfect time to do so. She's not the tallest thing out there. Don't get <laughs> twisted. If you think she out there like bullying everyone, running around, nah, 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 nah. She, she ain't that tall, but don't mistake that for like not being talented because she's going to be the best one out there nine times out of ten. So uh, excellent player in that right. Liv Shore also with a goal in that game. They're 12-2, and two, but they don't have a loss to any Section 5 team, so that shows their dominance within the section. They're in Class B. They will not meet. Russian Henrietta in the postseason. Russian Henrietta competes in Class A. I mean, if this was like a fight for who was the top dog in Rochester this year, I think Canada will put their foot down and said everyone's looking up to us this year. Um, they will have a couple tough tests before sectional play. Victor, always a rivalry game. Victor's always always solid, and I believe they play Fairport as well, who's not going to lay over it either. So Canada will. Got to give you your flowers for knocking off RH. We gave them their flowers early in the year for their impressive win, I believe, over Victor. So the tables have turned. Canadagua, my team of the week. Yeah, you mentioned that schedule closing down the stretch. That is a murderer's row of Section 5 to end off the season. Obviously, as you mentioned, beating RH. Then they got Victor and Fairport, both teams who are, if they're not going to be favorites in their respective brackets, they're going to be pretty darn close. Um, Canadagua also with a nice win over Pittsburgh, 8-7 to in late April. So like you mentioned, this is a team undefeated, still in Section 5 play. It's probably going to come down to between them and Victor, though there might be some teams uh, knocking on the door, which we'll talk about a little bit later in the show. But yeah, and like you mentioned, Hannah Davis puts on a show. And I, I you mentioned how she's not, you know, the, the biggest character in the world. I remember shooting her her freshman year, and she doesn't look that all similar from when she did in her freshman year. Like she was getting it done um, alongside her sister, McKenna, and she was like the second banana there. But still, like, if you, if you like, told me she was a freshman, like, all right, I can kind of believe it. But like you said, she is just dynamic. She's, you know, uh, she's crafty. She can make some passes. Um, she's, she's just a great all-around player. Very exciting to watch. And I, I said it once, and I'm going to say it again. Please go catch a Canadago game. She, she's what they call softest. She's one of those. My team of the week, I'm going to the softball diamond with a team that I don't know we've talked about ever on the podcast, the Rush Henrietta softball team, kind of a squad that in the past couple of years have been perfectly in like the middle ground of the class double A standings. They would lose to the top dogs. They would beat up on the teams below them very much, you know, a four seed, a five seed. And it kind of seemed like they were going to be in that same category early in the season. But the last week, week and a half or so, they have put Section 5 on notice. They have uh, opened out to a 12-4 and record to start the season, now forming kind of a, a trio atop the Section 5 standings with Schrader and Victor. And the thing that, of course, catch, caught my attention was their victory on Tuesday against Schrader, a 6-5 to victory. They were down 5-3 in this game. 
Uh, they, they came away with the comeback victory. Katie Militello with the walk-off single. It scored two, the other run coming home on an error. Beat him 6-5, to five, Olivia Sheffer with three hits in that game. Caden Hartle, the winning pitcher. And they've been on a tear of late. They beat Spencerport 10-5 to five a day earlier on the 6th, which is on Saturday. They did take a loss to Schrader, but that was in nine innings, a 6-5 game. So they once again pushed the defending state champs in Class A to the brink of uh, of defeat there. And then on Friday, they beat Fairport 4-3, to three, another really good team, Sheffer. Two to three, uh, two and three at the plate in that game. Um, two for three, excuse me. One of those words were eventually going to be right. They scored three in the sixth inning. And then a couple days earlier on the third, a 12 to nine win over Thomas, a team that we've obviously talked about before, um, coming off their win over Schrader. 12 to nine over Thomas. Sheffer, five for five at the plate. Two RBIs. Elizabeth Rinella hitting a home run in the game. I saw that. Sheffer's hitting about 600 on the year, which is very pardon? hitting about what? 600 on the year, which is very impressive. Not super unprecedented for softball. These uh, top sluggers really get at it, but that is one heck of a, a slash line uh, for Miss Sheffer. They do have two losses on their record to Victor, the other team um, right there at the top. However, their last loss to them was just by one run. So it's going to be a fight to the finish to see who gets that one seed because it seems like that one seed is going to be very important in uh, Class AA softball this year between those three schools. But Rush Henrietta bursting onto the scene, making themselves a statement to be a contender in Class AA. And you love as a team going into postseason play where higher you can rank yourself. You look at the other teams, okay, who what's the, the path to least resistance? Right? Obviously, you're a competitor that you can beat anyone, but you're a realist at the end of the day. You take down the top dogs, you're like, all right, we feel good. And even though you do have two L's to victor on your resume, like you said, the most recent one was by one run. Why shouldn't RH feel as confident as anyone in class AA that they can come out of here on top? That's a huge resume booster. Even the one, like the one, I remember the game that they lost to uh, Schrader. I believe I was going to do something for player of the week in that game um, with their uh, Schrader's pitcher who pitched a complete game. But I'm like, RH, they doing this? This how, this how they coming this time of year? So, like, I, I got to give them their flowers, man. Shout out. Good pick with that. Yeah. And they're going to most likely go into the section five playoffs on a hot streak. They have four games remaining on their uh, schedule. Not one of those teams has a winning record so far this season. Uh, Mercy could give them a little bit of a test, but uh, in all likelihood, uh, based on, you know, how they fared so far this season, I think RH is going to go into the postseason on what extending out to be, will be a six game winning streak. So they're going to have a lot of confidence going into sectional playoff time. Moving on, uh, Carl, your eyes on you team, a team grabbing your attention, a team that maybe we should be aware of that we haven't paid attention to quite just yet this year. Yeah, the Aronicoy Eagles boys lacrosse squad. We dibble-dabble with a little bit earlier this year in their game of the week, and we talked about their resume, right? We were like, oh, they got a bunch of close losses, whatever. They have six losses this year, 7-6 record. Six losses by a combined eight runs i know the parents over there i know y'all hearts hurting i know like all that over there i, I mean i don't know how y'all keep playing these close games in the fourth quarter they've won a couple close ones so it's not like they always come up on a short end of the stick but i mean these losses are pittsburgh Canada, penfield mcquay all really really darn good teams here in section five but they've won four out of their last five including a, a really good win over a, a really darn good hfl squad down there i believe in class c 
So, you know, Ronaquay has the capability of raising their game to that level. We th- they struggled out of the gates, obviously, out, out of last year's sectional final loss to, I believe, Canadagua. So you're like, all right, is this team falling off? I don't think that's the case. They just needed to get their footing a little bit, younger team, so, you know, not as experienced. So they got to learn how to win in those close games. And, I mean, these games don't get any tighter. There are overtime losses. These are games where they were lost in the final minute of the game. I don't, once again, I don't know how these parents blood pressure hearts. I don't know how they take in these, these games. All right. But around the court, Aiden Greco, the head honcho over there, 46 points. Cooper, uh, Cooper Moore. I remember calling him as an eighth grader last year, um, doing his thing this year, 25 goals on the season. They got some guys, they got some guys who can get the job done. Jonah Carrier is also another one with 18 goals on the year. They probably not messing with the top dog victory. And I mean, rightfully so. But if they get the like the right draw, they can for sure meet them in the sectional final, depending on how the draw uh, goes. Because they did take Canada Agua, who was probably the second team in that classification, to the to the wire at the uh, early on in the year. So ironically, I'm not sleeping on y'all whatsoever. Yeah, and they're gonna get a chance to prove themselves. Maybe get that real big win that they've been hoping for. Um, coming down the stretch, they play Spencerport later tonight, as we record this on Thursday night. And then on Saturday, they're going to get Victor. So two good chances to get that real statement win. I was at that Aronicoit uh, HFL game. Like you mentioned, a real quality win by the Eagles where they did kind of seem in control for a lot of the game. So it was a very close game, but I, I never really thought that HFL was super threatening. They got it down to like two, but I think Aronicoit was definitely the better team of those two. And like you mentioned, um, Kai, you know, last year they were, were kind of very young. This year they're still a little young, but they do have some uh, some nice leadership. Dan Buckley, a senior. You mentioned Aiden Greco, a senior. So they they've got some guys coming back. Their their goalie Nick uh, Lepiani is a is a senior. So you know, Cooper Moore is going to be coming up for a while. So we'll see exactly maybe if his senior year is the kind of the year for you know Rondequoit to fully come back. But I think, uh, like you mentioned, Ironicoy is going to be a tough out in the postseason, no matter where they get seated. Haven't caught them this year, but I will definitely want to catch one of their games. Obviously, at this point, it'll be postseason play. <laughs> and then I'm going to have my eyes on a team that I had my eyes on yesterday in a victory over Penyan. The Mercy Monarchs took down the Penyan Mustangs, the Mighty Mighty Mustangs from Class D. I think they won 14 to 10. Varsity Media had a stream. They called it at 14 to 10. But the paper and girlslax.com said 13 to 10. But either way, they took down Penyan yesterday. A really impressive effort uh, against the Mustangs. Penyan jumped out to a 3 to 1 lead. And then Mercy just kind of took over from there. They scored six of the last seven goals in the first half to take a 7 4 lead into the half. And then they kind of coasted from there to win by either three or four goals. I'm pretty darn sure it was 14 to 10. I trust Jeff DeVeronica, his ability to read. Um, I, he's a, a standout guy. I bet his mother taught him to read very well, so I'm going to trust him. But yeah, and Manny Fitzgerald really stood out to me in that game. She had four goals all in the first half, really just taking over. You know, every single time they were on offense, it was kind of running through Manny Fitzgerald in that first half. She was doing some great things, uh, not even their leading goal scorer on the season so far, Olivia Lachetti with 28 goals on the year. But a, a diverse attack, as we always like to highlight, five players with at least 17 goals on the year. They also just came off a pretty nice win over Aquinas, 15-11, to 11, you know, taking down the Hinchcliffe sisters. Earlier in this season, 
the uh, their second game of the year. They took Canadagua right to the wire. They lost eight to seven. So obviously a really strong uh, showing there. And then they beat Penfield earlier in the season, eight to six. In Class B, it's definitely Victor and Canadagua. Obviously one two. Um, you know, I'm not going to really ruffle anybody's feathers by saying that. But like I just mentioned, they took Canadagua right down to the wire. They did suffer a tough loss to Victor, sixteen to seven. But Mercy might slot into that number three, number four, depending on how the seating and their standings work out, because they do play a, a decently difficult schedule. But Mercy is a team that you're not going to have any easy outs so far uh, when we get to postseason playoff time. No, and they got a couple games on their schedule around McCoy, Bright, and Schrader, where if they take care of business in those games, they'll have a nice little five-game streak heading into the postseason, momentum booster, feeling good into the most important time of the year. Definitely not a team that neither Canada nor Victor is just going to just put in W, I mean, put in marker uh, a win at all. So the Monarchs for surely are deserving of the recognition. Yeah, and right before they took down Aquinas, they did suffer three straight losses to HFL, Rush Henriette, and Fairport, three teams at basically the top of their respective classes. So it'll be nice for them to build some momentum coming into the postseason. And we got a lot of games coming up in the near future, which we are looking forward to but we will of course not be at because we'll be at oak hill from just about sun uh sunrise to sunset but carl for those of uh the people listening at home who will not be uh residents of oak hill country club for literally the next week what should people have their eyes on go over to the baseball diamond head over to pittsburgh sutherland on monday 5 p.m the knights will be hosting athena Two of the top teams in the in Class A, Athena competing in A1, Sutherland in A2. Um, it's going to be a rematch of last year's sectional final in A2, I believe. Sutherland took a 2 on, beat them 14-2. to two. So Athena in the back of their head, they haven't met at all this year. So they've been that nice little pit in your stomach for the past 11 months. You get the chance to take it out on the nights this uh, upcoming Monday. Sutherland is, is basically locked up in A2 as the one seed, so they don't have to worry about falling if they were to lose this game. But Athena is still competing with, I believe, Churchville Childlike for that top spot in A1. So this getting this win will be huge for Athena in terms of the standings. Um, and also just getting back on track. They're one and two in their last three games, so they will love to get some good mojo heading down in this crunch time, time of year. So, yeah, Athena, Sutherland, you want to see some high-quality baseball, head on over to Sutherland Monday at 5. Yeah, these baseball teams really able to kind of start rounding into gear as the weather is turned. You know, we had that kind of miserable stretch where, you know, nobody can really build a momentum. So now these teams starting to get some games made up, things like that. Uh, should be a good one for sure. I'm going to the lacrosse field for my game of the week. This game will be on Tuesday, May 16th. Rush Henrietta taking on Pittsburgh, a Class A showdown at RH. Uh, both teams, like I mentioned, near or at the top of the Class A standings. And I think this is really important for me because this is kind of a prove-it game for Rush Henrietta. They're on a really nice winning streak. They've won their last eight games. Uh, they, they're going to take on Greece before this. That should be, if they take care of business, that should be a nine-game winning streak. However, Pittsburgh, or excuse me, ex however, Rush Henrietta really doesn't have the standout statement win on their resume so far. They lost to Victor 8-5, to another team probably going to be right at the top of that Class A standings. They lost 17-11 to to Victor early in the season. Those were two of their first three games of the year. But they've kind of, you know, picked up a groove against some of these middle-tier teams. You know, they took down Hilton in, in overtime. 
They beat a good, really good small school in Livonia Avon. You know, they beat Fairport, even though they're a little down this year. Schrader, Penfield, kind of the same thing. So RH is kind of building something. Now this is going to be their chance to really get that statement victory heading into the postseason. Pittsburgh, of course, only one loss in Section 5 play. That was, of course, to Victor in overtime. Uh, Pittsburgh is also going to get Canandaigua on Friday. So a nice little one-two punch for the Panthers. But this will be a really good game for RH to see if, uh, you know, Mikey Valente and the boys are going to have a real good chance to make a run in that uh, Class A postseason. I always wonder this time of year where it's like the top dogs in the respective classification meet up late. How much do you show? But granted, I think at this point, you just want to compete and win. You really don't care about what's coming three weeks away. You just want to show that the other team that like we ain't nothing to mess with, especially with RH, like you said, who doesn't really have that stamped victory on their on their resume. So I imagine they're going to go, you know, go all out in this one, um, leave no stone unturned to prove to the Panthers that come postseason time, they're nothing to mess with. No, that game on the uh, the RH grass. So always different uh, for uh, for the football guys, for for the uh, you know soccer, for lacrosse, play on grass, just a little bit different. So uh, maybe that'll uh, work to their advantage. That'll do it today for us on the high school huddle. As we mentioned uh, numerous times, we will be all at Oak Hill next week, so we will not have a show for you next week, but we will be back two weeks from now. When we get back to it, we're going to be right in the heart of section uh, sectional action, you know, quarterfinals in some sports, sectional or uh, semifinals in, in a lot of sports. So we're going to be right into the mix of things. It's going to be a rapid fire finish as we get to our, uh, you know, our sectional championship games, our far west regionals. Then we get on to state because uh, as, as, as we always say, the spring sports season moves quickly compared to uh, the dregs of the winter. But uh, we're looking forward to covering it after we get back off of uh, Oak Hill. Definitely, especially with all the ups and downs we've had with, oh, can we cover high school sports this week? Oh, PJ is <laughs> happening. Oh, we can't really do it. It'll be good to see once. This, the weather, uh, too. The weather. Yeah, don't forget about the weather. So once PGA and weather forbidding happens uh, this next upcoming week, and lock in on the high school action and give them the love that they properly deserve for their postseason play. Will be a great time indeed, but it is time to break the huddle. For Carl Jones, I am AJ Fellman. Thank you very much for listening. Once again, RochesterFirst.com, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. If you're at the PGA Championship, feel free to say hi. We're very friendly people, except for Carl, and we will love to, <laughs> we will, uh, we'll, we'll love to, to, to see you guys while you're out there. But that'll do it for us. We will see you in two weeks' time. Enjoy your golf, enjoy this great weather, and enjoy the Section 5 action.